Welcome to Remembering Your Oneness with Zane Daniel and Monica Kupiak, where we know everything, and so do you. Hello. Aloha. <laughs> it's wonderful to see you again. It's been like three weeks. Three weeks since the last time. Three weeks. It's been. It's been some time. As you yeah. said before, the podcast started. It's been some insects lifetimes. Yeah, we've had multiple insects uh, generations come and go <laughs> over the over the last I, time. I never knew that insects only live for a few days, but I guess certain ones. Makes- what? Not all of them. Some Not some will last like oh. the whole summer, right? Like you know, spiders and you know certain things. Mm-hmm. But there are some, certainly some insects that are born, and they live a couple of days and then they die. I'm sure it's all the geckos that are here that my cat catches have definitely a shorter lifespan than than projected. <laughs> oh my gosh, your cat catches your geckos? Yeah, <laughs> and or oh she'll just catch them. Or she'll just catch them outside and then come and then bring them inside and then play with them and then she'll eat them. Oh gosh, <laughs> crazy! Yeah, poor geckos. What a horrible fate. But I mean, I think she's got a lot of self awareness to know that they are good for her, right? <laughs> right, right. Oh, is that is that what our topic is today? Is that why you brought that up by chance? I think it, she has no self awareness. She just. Like, I think it's been I want, a while. That's a toy. Play with toy. <laughs> no, Aya is actually. I think she's pretty spiritual. Like uh, yeah. she like knows things before I even know, or she'll she'll just you know she has that sense in her. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 pets especially, but I think most animals. Like I don't know. We'd be we'd be really debating about animal consciousness and mm-hmm. spirituality and so forth. You know, you go, okay, well, elephants like mourn their dead and, and dolphins do that too. And they have complex communities and communication and, you know, mm-hmm. each of the animal types, like we were at a retreat center here in Maryville, Tennessee uh, yesterday and today. And, and this morning we were sitting there just watching like what looked like a bird meeting and the bird meeting took place over a large period you know yeah distance oh i think he froze on me right so there's am i back yeah you're back now (laughs) okay and and so the crows over here and then there's a crow you know kind of far away that's going squawk squawk and then we wait and then the crow the nearby crow goes squawk squawk and then another bird type like not a crow pipes in and it makes its own sound and pretty soon there's like five or six birds that are all taking turns talking like this one goes and then the crow goes and this one goes they weren't talking over each other and it felt like there was a, like a meeting uh, mm-hmm. uh, an avian an avian meeting is happening so who knows right like to the level of complexity that are are even the smallest animal brains actually have hmm. so then do you like to compare like the consciousness of animals or you that's not really of your interest you I, it that? is it's it's an interest but i haven't like pursued it i haven't like talked to my guides about it i haven't like done all this stuff to try mm-hmm. to really feel what that is, but it's definitely interesting. And, you know, when you spend some time in nature, like I've done, cause when I was in Mexico, it was on the beach with, with these really cool birds. They're, they're called frigate birds, which mm-hmm. I have never seen before. And they didn't have seagulls, which was weird to be on the beach and not see any seagulls at all. But they had these really cool looking frigate birds. They kind of reminded me of like pterodactyls or something. And they were, they just glided the whole time. I never saw one flap its wings ever. And mm-hmm. they're completely silent. So they're and so there's these big, huge birds that are just always overhead. You know, and it just had this kind of like ominous feeling to them. Like they, mm-hmm. I don't know. So it, it's, it's always fun to be in nature. And in those situations, you can't help but go, what's going on in the head of the frigate bird? What's going on in the head of the crow? Like, what are they, what are they doing? 
Yeah. Well, sometimes yeah. for uh, these bird analogies, I'm not sure if I've ever mentioned this this story, but I feel like whenever a bird like passes me, it kind of just like brings me back to the present moment where like you'll do something outrageous, like fly in front of my car or like like land on my lap or something like that or just like caught me off. Like it's always like I'm usually thinking about something and it's not serving me. So I usually take that as a sign to just like you know recenter myself and realign and then just like you know go about my day by trying to forgive whatever i was trying to whatever i was thinking about yeah yeah i think you've mentioned that before and i always like how you pull regular what would seem to be random occurrences and like assign a meaning to them and generally the meanings that you assign to them are healthy Right. There are some people that assign a meeting to something and that's and it's not a healthy assignment. But I like how you do it because you're going, OK, well, what was I doing and why was I doing that? And blah, blah. You get you do some self-awareness. Right. Like, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. How amazing. So you're using nature and mm-hmm. or or natural experiences, natural occurrences to actually evaluate self or, or to think about yourself or to become self-aware of what the heck you were doing. So I like that as a reminder, because like you said, you just get wrapped up in those thoughts and everything that's mm-hmm. going on on a day-to-day basis. And you have no idea what you're thinking about, what you're doing, anything like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I like that a lot. So, okay. So Monica, what's the benefit of self-awareness? What would be the reason that people should pursue self-awareness? Well, for me, at least it's like taking hold of your own actions and the way that you carry yourself. So it's more so how are you treating yourself to yourself and then it can then help you, you know, communicate better with others or, you know, you can act before you think in a way. I think Mm -hmm. that's what self-awareness really ultimately like means is that you can become aware before you act before your ego wants to you know take control or you know you're choosing love essentially when you're choosing self-awareness so it's more like a lifestyle i think than actually like an attainment or like an endpoint. um for me self-awareness a lot started to happen when i had one of my first like um surf injuries which was where i had the pain in my ankle for like three and a half years and i was hardcore like giving myself like okay when does it hurt and then what am i doing when does it not hurt and then what am i doing and it essentially bottled down to like when i was acting inauthentically that pain would return and when i was authentically with myself like climbing in the mountains or surfing or something like i felt very healthy and balanced within my body and that self-awareness grew and then before i would reply to someone like yes sure i'll go drinking with you or like i'll go hang out with you i would actually say no and i would be like very confidently saying no because i already have that self-awareness that this activity is not going to make me feel good so i want to follow this better outcome um and i think when someone is a little unself-aware they'll just say yes before even like realizing oh i actually have some other chores to like go finish or i have some work to go do like or this doesn't resonate with me or whatever yeah yeah Yeah, and then you fall into like a trap of like you know something bad may happen or like you know like some some maybe an accident will happen or you know not, not to jinx anyone but like that's kind of what happened with my surf injury like i was angry i was like you know i was like in a really bad relationship then and I went to go surf and my thoughts were basically about him cheating on me and I was mad. And then boom, like I got myself into this like huge injury. However, like it's that injury basically helped my self-awareness. So it's not like I regret it, but it's like, it's having the self-awareness of like, Oh wait, I needed that in order to be in the state that I'm in now. Mm -hmm. So like self-awareness is just more of like realizing that the ups and downs of life are actually like, you know, like you always like to say, perfect, <laughs> you know, they're supposed to happen the way that they are right. because of your self-awareness is just constantly growing or constantly evol- evolving, I should say. 
Yes. Awesome. All right. Well, we've got a couple of people that are saying hello to us. So we would love to say hello back and we invite everyone to say hello and to tell us where you're located. And, and one love already has done so. And she's, she or he is in Canada. It's wonderful to see you. And Valentina dance from Sweden. That's awesome. Wonderful to see you too. I like that sunshine on her. uh, Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yay. It's very happy. Mm Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so um, self-awareness, of course, I think it's kind of the first step to healing. Um, Mm -hmm. In many cases, you cannot figure out what's wrong with you or understand or how how to handle anything, really, um, if you aren't aware of all kinds of different things. Things like what emotional state are you in? What, what are you thinking about most of the time? What kinds of thoughts do you have? Are they, are they positive? Are they negative? Are they optimistic? Are they pessimistic? Are they, are they based on um, past ex- negative experiences? Yeah. On past positive experiences. So many different things. And like just that, just starting to recognize what your emotions are and what your thoughts are is, is massive in order mm-hmm. to actually start to do the healing that you want to do to help you overcome uh, whatever it is that you're trying to overcome. Yeah. One of my first, I guess, self-awareness yeah. was always, hello, RC. <laughs> RC failures, is that? RC failures, oh, yeah. Is that your last name or is that, you know? That's your, interesting. Your yeah. account about something. Yeah, well, it is his YouTube account. So maybe it has something to do with what his channel is all about. We'll have to, mm-hmm. he'll have to let us know what that's about. And then a hello to Amy Lightwork, Amy Lightwalker. And, and geez, how could I forget? Because Jaybird was there with me with the birds as they were having that conversation. So she witnessed that hilarious, mm-hmm. awesome conversation that we witnessed. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm done interrupting <laughs> you. What were you saying, Monica? Feel like I don't even know now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was talking about you know you, you needed to, to be able to recognize oh, yourself okay. to heal, right? Yeah. So one of my first, I guess, self awareness practices, um, I guess, like consistently, was when I was fourteen. I started going to a holistic practitioner. She was doing Reiki on me, and and um, she was changing my diet because I had some kidney and liver problems. So she basically taught to start becoming aware of how food makes you feel. And, you know, if you don't feel good, then start eliminating it. If you feel good, then that's a more nourishing food. So I feel like if anyone is just starting out, um, you know, with the concept of self-awareness and just doesn't know where to begin, I feel like food is like a great practice because, you know, people usually eat unconsciously, you know, you're just consuming, consuming, or you're snacking and snacking. You're not even aware that you're actually doing it until like, you know, the whole bag of of Cheetos is gone or something like that, or the whole box of Oreos is gone. Um, So it's more of like really taking action. Like even with ice cream now, like I'll eat like one or two like spoons of ice cream and then I'll put it away versus like my friend, like she'll, that used to live with me, she would eat like the whole like mini mini card of it. And I'm like, how did you do that? Like I already had like such a sugar rush or sugar load overload, even though it was like a no sugar added ice cream or whatever. Um, So it's just more of like really listening to your body first, which will help your self-awareness because your body is going to then make the connection with your mind be like, hey, we actually work together. So let's try to like coincide the thoughts and the actions together. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so so RC failures said no drones. Like, there's not a lot of information, but I think I've got it. So RC remote control drones, mm. and then when they maybe when they fail, like if you don't give us enough information, we're going to make stuff up. So what what happens to RC failures is that most of the time his drones crash. That's what we've determined. Mm based on his name. I'm sorry to say that. Or he has like a how-to account where he helps people with problems that think that their drone or something has failed. That's very nice. That's so much nicer than me. I (laughs) I said that he uh, was essentially a failure and you said that he's helping other people who are failures. And I think he would most certainly appreciate that. He just said yes, though. So I don't know if that means (laughs) to to what you said or to what I said. I don't know. Maybe we'll find out. 
Well, I feel like if it's your route, then he should probably change it to my route because it could probably help more people. However, I feel like a lot of people <laughs> do like watching things right. crash. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's got all this crashing experience so he can help others hopefully avoid it. And I'm sure we're right. helping his self-awareness of like what his account is actually about. So Yeah, right. <laughs> Absolutely. Hopefully it does. So like, oh my gosh, maybe I need to change my name. Um if if he was artsy successes, then I don't know. I would be more apt to tune in. I I suppose it's the type of person that you are, right? Are you a pessimistic person or are you an optimistic person? If you're a pessimistic person, then you might be attracted to artsy failures because you're like, oh, good, somebody else is failing as much as I do, right? Or if it's RC successes, you're like, yeah, I love success and that's who I am and I want to tune into that too. I don't know. Interesting. Isn't that? Isn't that? That's a very interesting psychological like outtake on it of like why do people gravitate towards different accounts is it because it's relatable <laughs> right. and it's like oh you're talking about failures like yeah me too let's get fired up about our <laughs> let's get fired up about well either way we've made a change and he's become more self-aware and he says he needs to change his name so if he does, I, I really it. it has like a really cool tone. Like I mean, it caught our attention, so I'm sure it's going to catch right. other people's attentions. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would. I look forward if he does decide to change the name. I look forward to finding out what it is. Um, I notice we're we're losing viewership. Like we were, <laughs> <laughs> our numbers are really down low because we're talking about remote controlled things. Mm. So, uh, oh look, see. Um, one love wants um, RC failures to keep his name. So I think that that's really important for RC to see that. Yeah. Okay. So right. what's your take on self-awareness? Because you asked me. and Right. Yeah. And that's what I was saying. It's kind of the first step to healing, right? Like mm -hmm. it's it's really important to, to become self-aware because you don't even know that you are an emotional being sometimes. You're just mm -hmm. being that emotional being. You have no concept of what kind of influence you might have on yourself or on others if you aren't aware. And so one of the things that, you know, especially when people have joined my program, you know, and, that, and, that, and maybe they send me an email or a message in the middle of the night going, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, this is happening to me. I'm miserable right now. The first question I ask every single time is, what is the dominant emotion that you're experiencing right now? Because, mm -hmm. you you know, suffering comes from either physical or emotional. And usually yeah. the physical comes from emotional. So if we can get them to say, oh, yeah, my, my number one emotion right now is <clears throat> fear or my number one emotion right now is frustration or anger. Then, then we start to be able to break it down and go, okay, so why am I experiencing this right now? And how can we look at this differently? How can we look at it with acceptance and optimism and, and excitement and, and, and uh, uh, gratitude and unconditional love? Because again, as I always say, in order to get through that, that type of suffering, what are we? We're overthinkers, right? Many people, almost everybody who comes to me is, it will claim, it will say, hey, I am an overthinker. This is who I am, right? Mm -hmm. So what are we going to do? What's the problem with being an overthinker? If you overthink about negative things, then you're, then you're, that's a problem. What if you're an overthinker and you overthink about positive things? Nobody has ever said that that's an issue, right? So how can we help people become overthinkers about gratitude and excitement and unconditional love mm -hmm. and optimism and all that? If we overthink about those things, then eventually your emotional body is going to follow. It's going to say, holy cow, look, look at these thoughts because the thoughts drive our emotions. Our emotional body is constantly or every once in a while asking our brain, hey, how should we feel? And if our brain says, well, you know, I, I had this problem and this went wrong and this went wrong. And so now I'm worried about this. Then the, then the emotional side goes, okay, we're going to give him worry. And so then we're going to feel the emotional experience of, of worry and anxiety. But if the emotional body every once in a while asks, hey, how should we feel? And the brain is thinking about gratitude or it's thinking about excitement or it's thinking about unconditional love, then the emotional body goes, oh, we're thinking about gratitude. Let's feel the feeling of gratitude. Let's go, you know. And so you're, you're, you're going to eventually change the experience that you have by using that overthinking mind to overthink about positive things. But that starts from self-awareness. Mm. 
Well, I mean, there's a moment of like, you know, when you overthink and then you have that like moment of silence. It's like, oh, I just did that. I feel like that's self you're being self-aware that you were just overthinking. And the more that you can become aware while you're overthinking, it kind of helps you to, in a sense, like not go back to that pattern. Cause I also remember when I was like 17 or so, I was reading books more about like self-awareness and like, you kind of want to go into that little zone or that little trap of overthinking. Cause then you'll have that split moment of returning back to the present moment. And that's just going to help you like essentially like undo that, like, pattern of overthinking obviously it'll take you know some time to do and do because I've been practicing that for a while and I still overthink too but now I feel like when I overthink it's definitely not so like egotistic or like so far deep in the past like it's much easier to let go of of like trying to like you know change things in my mind or like overthink things in the future so i feel like just the more you practice becoming aware while you're overthinking will help you like filter through what it is that you're overthinking about like is it really just stuff about the past stuff that you can't like change anymore or are you just reminiscing about the future? It's like, oh, it would be great if, like, I had this or that. Or, like, if I had a better house, then, you know, I'll have so much more time to do something. So it's like, <laughs> what it, what is it that you're overthinking? And then try to relate it to, like, oh, okay, let me show some gratitude for the things that I have right now. Or let me actually just be, like, okay that I am not there yet. Or okay that my bank account is an X, so, X this or X that. So I feel like you actually need overthinking in order to stop it or in order to just grow your self-awareness that like, okay, these are my obstacles at this moment that I keep overthinking about this one particular situation. So then what's that one action that you can take to help supplement that in a way? Or what's the next step that I can take to help this problem that I'm having that I keep overthinking about like maybe it's about a relationship that you keep overthinking about well what how about the self-love for yourself right now how can you take better care of yourself maybe it's a workout maybe it's an, an activity and then slowly those thoughts about that relationship aren't going to be there because you're too I wouldn't say you're distracting yourself from it you're actually filling yourself with better love or better better like wholesome true self like actions versus distracting yourself with alcohol or like binging like a tv show and then you're still back to overthinking that so i think it's more of like taking positive action to help that overthinking pattern yeah so yeah if you look at overthinking and you know it it, it does uh cover a number of categories um one of them is overthinking and, and getting locked in a, some sort of loop where you're like, Oh, I want to do this. And then that's not going to work. And that's not going to work. And how am I going to do this? And then you start over again. Oh, I'm going to do this. And that's not going to work. Blah, 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 right. Or like you said, um, constantly going, I wish I had this and I wish I had that. And when I finally get this, then I'll be happy. Right. Like that's always the thing. When I, when I get the job and when I get the, the relationship, then mm -hmm. I'll be able to have kids and that will make me happy. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. So all this crap has to happen exactly as you just said. Otherwise you will not be happy. That's overthinking to get you to the worst possible spot ever. Right. So overthinking generally is about the future or the past. It's about planning too much or beating yourself up over something negative. So, mm -hmm. but, and, and so, so what I want to do is I'm kind of redefining the, the term overthinking. And I'm saying, if we overthink about how great things are, about how much you love everything or everyone or yourself, or how excited you are about great things that are on the very near near horizon, then mm -hmm. now you're overthinking mostly about the right now, but at the very least, you're overthinking about very positive things. And when you do that now, like I said, your emotional side is going to follow. So I think we've got some really interesting comments and I definitely want to talk about uh, a couple of them. So, so Jaybird is talking about, hey, I, I utilize my overthinking to set myself into a trance and trigger my gifts. And so I've been, been witnessing this more and more. So what she likes to do is actually 
zoom in on on people. So she'll like focus in on someone and kind of whether they're talking or looking at she's just looking at their picture, then she kind of goes into a different state. And then all of a sudden she gets premonitions about them or information that might help them or that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So, so, you know, yeah, I think it's really neat. So I am asking her right now because I've never heard her say that she overthinks to get into the trance. So what do you mean by overthinking in order to get into the trance? Because I feel like it's almost the opposite of that, that you actually go into a meditative state, which is not as much thinking. It's that allows that information to come through. So I'd like to hear more from her. And then from one love, I think it's interesting that you need more tools to block negativity. I'm definitely a sponge for all people's vibes. You're an empath. So of course you are like that happens all the time and especially at work, right? Because you're kind of forced to be there. You didn't choose those people to, to hang out with. And so mm-hmm. you're going to get them, whatever they're, they're spouting or spewing or feeling or experiencing, you're going to get all of that. So one of the things that I say for that is that, you know, blocking negativity is not necessarily the path that you want to take. I don't feel. I think that experiencing the negativity and then filtering it through your own perspective, which hopefully will include your, the the fact that you know that we are all one, Mm -hmm. like remembering our oneness and what, whatever tools you might use to handle negative emotions and experiences that you have, you can apply to them. And before, uh, and Monica, I'll let you take off with this, but I wanted to also say that when you when you have a chance to oh no i just lost it <laughs> oh uh they're your greatest teacher so so every person that you speak to or that you interact with who is acting in some sort of negative way look at them as your greatest teacher so yeah. instead of like oh my gosh i wish this person would just stop would would shut up or stop spreading their negativity or whatever whatever it's not about them it's about mm-hmm. you and it's about how you handle them. So if you look at them as your your greatest sensei master, and if you can handle that sort of negativity and you can, can filter it in a different way, then all of a sudden you can handle anything. And so I encourage you to want those people to be negative so that you can handle all of that, which means the rest of your life will just be better. Yeah. For me on that topic, um, I remember at work when people would, you know, be a little bit more negative or just trigger me in a a way, I would actually kind of just bring it back to myself to like, where am I not content in my life? Or what actions have I been neglecting? Or what have I been not listening to? Sometimes it's just like as simple as you have been, you know, ignoring your intuition to do something to do something. Um, that job could also just not be aligned with you at the moment, but maybe it's paying the bills, so you're in it. Um, so that's like another factor. But usually, if someone is being negative, you also kind of just want to, you know, do some. It's kind of like doing some shadow work on yourself. Like this person is angry. Okay, where in your life are you angry? Maybe you're angry with your spouse, or maybe you're angry with, you know, something that you're not achieving, or there's some sort of dis- dissatisfaction within, like, within your life. So it's more so like a mirror effect. It's still like the concept of like, you know, seeing someone as one because they're you in another form and they're just helping you clear stuff that is still stuck in your body. So there's still some sort of movement that needs to be be done within you or some sort of healing or some sort of maybe there's some sort of trauma from like a different like lifetime that's just coming up with this conversation. Um, Another thing is like those people might not know that they're being negative. Maybe you can help steer the conversation in a different way. I remember I would always do that at work, too. I would just start talking about something else. Like, I would just cut people off, be like, hey, um, let's talk about, you know, so-and-so. Or, like, have you tried this activity? Because I would sell activities um, around the island. So it's just more of, like, you're in control of the conversation. And if that means stopping it, go so and do it because it's going to make you feel better and it's probably going to shift like the whole whole table or the whole room and other people are probably going to appreciate too because they're probably sick of the negativity as well 
Or maybe that person is also sick of the negativity but has nothing else to talk about because that's all you guys talk about. So it's more so like if you feel that there's negativity around, speak up. Um, I remember at my first job at retail, there was a lot of negativity going on with the managers, um, with like them always giving us like basically very harsh reviews. I was like the top seller. Like there was still negative things that they had to tell me. There was never like a positive reflection. And one time we had like a really big like meeting, like everybody from the building like was there. And one of the top guys asked us like is there anyone on the floor that would like to give us some suggestions and I stood up and said I feel like there should be more positivity like within the managers to us to help us work more effectively I remember afterwards everyone was like oh my god I can't believe you said that like everybody was happy because everybody's fed up with the negativity around like Mm -hmm. when you're a worker people gossip people chit chat everybody's Mm -hmm. having the same situation and through that like after that me speaking up the managers actually listened they kind of shifted into a more positive feedback or we always had like like walkie talkies in a way in our, in our ear and they would give us some positive reflection like good job everybody we met our goals and we would almost like never get that it was almost like more 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 sell more mm-hmm. but people need that positive like reinforcement in order to like kind of like keep going or else yeah. there's like no point in like no point in like just sticking around the negativity but i think the most important part is just speaking up if there's too much negativity then speak up and if you have trouble speaking up then just work on your throat chakra just wear more blue and like just try to like raise that vibration within you to then finally like be able to you know say what it is that's been bottled up in you yeah i love that and, and so Caitlin was also talking about if we didn't care went through our head, whether it was positive or negative, then it would just pass through and there wouldn't be a big deal. But if we get disturbed by some of those thoughts, that is one of the problems that occurs. So, you know, this is, this is the, uh, you know, meditation by just observing thoughts. Oh, look at that thought I just had. So let's say that you've got something coming up, um, that you're not that uh, all that excited about, or you're worried about, I'll just throw something out there. Like, uh, you want to move, but you got to sell your house first. So you have a thought that, that passes through. That's like, oh man, the market is no good. I'm never going to be able to sell my house. So now you have a moment where you get to decide whether that thought is a truth or it's a, it's a thought that is a story. And in that case, it's a story, of course. So you can go, oh, look at that little story that I just told myself. I told myself a story that I'm not going to be able to sell the house. I don't really, you know, that's a, that is a throwaway thought. I am not going to absorb that. I'm not going to keep that. I am just going to watch that pass through. Now there's might be another one that says, oh, well, actually the market is turning around and I bet you I'm going to be able to sell it sooner than I would have thought before. Mm-hmm. Because you had the self-awareness to catch the first thought that said, oh, I'm never going to be able to sell my house. You could set that one aside and try a new one. Hey, is there a new thought that I could replace that with? Is there a, you know, this being of light that I truly am? I want to yeah. hear from that being. I want to hear what they have to say. And then that that new thought, uh, well, actually, I probably am going to be able to sell the house. Can your new reality? And then we get into manifestation and all the magical things that happen when we think of those positive thoughts. Yeah. So why not? Why not kind of do it again and do it again? I used to, I, I took a um, an improv class at one time. And in the improv class, there, there was a really fun improv game that was the, the the moderator of the improv experience was there to, to, to interrupt us and to change the story. So if I said, oh, yeah, you know, uh, I picked up a, 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 a watermelon at the store, maybe mm-hmm. the, the uh, improv uh, master would, would stop and say, new new story and so you go oh uh, i picked up a uh a, a small child at the store you know and then they go nope new story uh well i picked up a, a small alien child at the alien store and then and then you could continue the the improv and so it was really fun to uh, like challenge yourself to to come up with something brand new well you can do that with any thought that you have you can go oh i'm never going to be able to sell this house and then have the self-awareness to go new thought 
and see what new ones come up and Hmm. you might surprise yourself. I was kind of doing that last night with like my guides. I was like asking them like, what direction should I take my painting? And then I was like, I connected my heart with my, like with my other like lower chakras. And I was like, okay, let's all fuse together and let's like make this thing like, you know, like work or like, what am I supposed to be like talking about? And it was like, tell your story about psychedelics. And I was like, oh, I haven't talked about psychedelics in a while. But I feel like it's just some sort of like connection of like growing your self-awareness has then like led you to like painting. So that's like your story that you should be talking more about. And I like, I remember like thinking like, oh, what am I going to teach people? Like I can teach them about chakras. I could teach them about blah, blah, blah. But it was like psychedelics. I was like, wow, like this is um, this is like fun or like different or new. But it's like if you can really like change like your thoughts about like what you think you should be doing or what you thought that should be direction for other people versus like tuning into your intuition it's like you're going to get a completely different direction or a completely different thought but that's actually just more aligned with you because it's just like it was a vital part of my life and it's like maybe that's going to help someone else um become more relatable to whatever i'm trying to like talk about And I think psychedelics is a big, big aspect to self-awareness too. Like if you ever do mushrooms for the first time, like that just helps you with your self-awareness of like feeling connected with nature and feeling more connected with yourself if you're in in a right environment doing it with the right people. And then, you know, we both had ayahuasca and that has, you know, significantly changed both of our lives. Yeah. So it's just like a a great road to self, self self-awareness. Yes, absolutely. So I'm going to go to the alien store with um, Amy and uh, RC because uh, he he already knows the name of it. Aliens are us. So we'll meet. We'll all meet at Aliens Are Us and see if we can get a small alien child uh, to take home and raise as our own in this family of three. Okay, Sorry, I just had to continue with the improv there. Of course. The other thing that was cool about improv that you can apply to real life too is, um, okay, let's say you and I are having an improv thing right now, Monica, and I'm saying something and you all of a sudden go, you know, like, no, that's not how it happened. And then you insert your own story. That's a no, no in improv. Mm. And the reason is because, um, you, you well you always want to say and so yeah so you went to the alien store to get alien children instead of saying no we just went to the store and got a watermelon you go yes and when we went to the alien store uh there it turned out that the that there were a bunch of humans for sale in the alien store right and, that, and then all of a sudden it's like oh my gosh there were humans for sale in the alien store. and then and then that turns into this whole new thing so how can you apply that to your to your regular life instead of poo-pooing somebody else's idea no matter what it mm-hmm. is go yeah and and try adding to the idea instead of bringing it all down you know children love that like you don't you don't want to if the if the creativity is coming out of a child you don't want to go no that's not how it works you know because what are you doing there you're you're just kind of ending the the whole thing but instead you get to play and the mm-hmm. more you play the the happier you're going to be and somehow you'll be more self-aware too i don't know if uh, that uh, well, I hope it just like loosens up your your mind in a way of like not being so stuck in your own little world in your mind, you know, versus like the whole and concept. It's like you can build upon that with your manifestations in a way to like kind of like that new thought of like, okay, I like I am looking for a place that will hold X, Y, Z. And then you could build on the and and then what are you going right. to do in that? Spot. And then, and once you start doing that, then, you know, how is that going to like help you or benefit you? So it's almost like a technique that you can use for your everyday life when you're kind of like just stuck with your goals or just stuck right. with the direction that you want to take your life in. Um, yeah. But like using that as an imaginary thing, like going to an alien store and doing that. And it's like, I think it just brings up that inner child and it helps just open you up to like, Oh, like I shouldn't be taking my life so seriously. Like, Oh, that thought that I was just thinking about isn't so serious or I can easily let this go right now. 
Yeah. And RC makes me want to continue on that story. So <laughs> we go to the alien store and we find out, oh my gosh, there's humans there. So we decided that we needed to buy them all so that we could rescue them. So then we had to go raise some money in order to get the, the uh, abducted humans back. Uh, so they, they weren't in b- b- boxes wrapped in plastic on the store shelves anymore. Right. So that's how it just, it just how it keeps going. Yes. And, and so on and so forth. And you create this incredible thing. All, all it takes is a little bit of that childhood creativity that you had, but maybe some of us forgot and, and, but it's still right there, ready to come out. And mm-hmm. if you are a channel, if you are someone who channels the ninth dimensional Pleiadians or whatever you can channel your, your guides, it is that aspect of the brain, that creative element that they communicate through. So mm. it's, it's one of those things that feels like, oh gosh, you know, so, so I just make up what they say and then they're going to say it sort mm-hmm. of because it's like the, it's like the, um, the channel that <laughs> they're tuning, tuning into your channel and mm-hmm. the channel that they can most easily tune into is that creative part of the brain where you're making something up on the fly, no idea what you're going to say next. They come in and take over. And that's what happens to me a lot of times. If somebody asks me a question and I think to myself, I have no idea what the answer to this question is. I just go ahead and start to answer it anyway and figure that that, that information will come through. And, th- and it does every yeah. time. Then all of a sudden I'm talking as though I'm an expert and, and I'm teaching myself during that experience. Like, oh, this is how that works. Cool. So it, it is really amazing how the, the creative mind works. And the more that you exercise that, the easier it will be for you to communicate with your guides and, yeah. and, and collectives and so forth, which was actually kind of our other topic that we were going to talk about here today. If you remember, we were going to do Hi. talking to your guides and, and self-awareness. So here we go. That, that was a very natural transition to that. It was. It was very unexpected. <laughs> yeah, I'm very proud of me. Mm-hmm. I was actually doing a um, meditation maybe like two weeks ago or so. It was about like just calling in which guide is present to you in your room and like following the first one that like kind of like says like me, I'm here. Um, and, <laughs> I, like, I like that. And so like I one of mine was the play a uh, play and I actually never like really explored them really. So basically like they take you to their planet and then like they show you around and then like you kind of just like you know just just have a flow with them and then they kind of just give you a message but when i was there in their planet like there was like beautiful mountains and they were like white with like periwinkle purple and like just like very like and purpley like it was a lot of purples and, and like very light lavender very light purple um and white and then they gave me the message of like oh you should paint mountains of like in the these colors and call it like pleiadians in hawaii and i'm just like (laughs) this is like cute and funny and like maybe i'll i'll probably like try it out because i actually just transitioned into painting mountains um so i did like one surfboard art with with uh mountains and then, like, I just felt very like grounded when I was painting them. I'm painting like another mount, like another mountain scene. So it's definitely like, you know, like you can even play, you know, your what's that game? The and like and the and game. Yeah, it's Straight, a, just a, it's an improv, improv improv yeah improv. So it's like you can play improv with your guides too, and then they'll help you like channel something different because channeling yeah. is really just following that creativity in a way or, the, or yeah. like following one idea and then like you're constantly asking questions okay so what about this and then you hear the yes and no and then you just keep following it until you just like spit it all out and channeling for me is like how I paint so I'm really just listening and I'm listening to my guides telling me where to place the paint which color to choose what color to mix and it just like happens through through that for me Right. That's awesome. Yeah. And so we're at the store and we're trying to figure out how are we going to raise the money to rescue the, the humans? And then we go, we went over to the other section that had the infinite energy stuff, right? Well, the infinite energy machine was mm-hmm. actually very inexpensive, whereas the humans were way more expensive. So what we did is we bought the infinite, infinite energy machine. We went back to earth 
and we sold it and we got, you know, billions of dollars, which we, we were then able to go back to the alien store and buy them out of all their abducted humans. And brought them all back home, and so we we, we those were are very expensive humans for billions of dollars. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah we're very special. I mean, it, yes, we're three D, and we're always trying to run out of three D world, but actually, we're pretty we're pretty unique little beings. And and, mm-hmm. and they, uh, if I were an alien, I would definitely want to experiment on humans. I, I know that for <laughs> sure. So I get it. What? Uh, so then the humans were were released and what did they what was the first thing that they did oh i see so now you're asking me now, now see here's in the improv thing you tell me yeah, what's the yeah, first yeah. thing that they did i'm actually pretty bad at like doing that so i'm just going to ask you've you the decided question. you've decided that you're bad but you're not bad so go ahead answer no, your no, question no. <laughs> <laughs> no 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 i mean like even caitlin says freaking zane i think she's over this improv stuff so <laughs> <laughs> Well, wait, no, she just said, oh, my God, that's amazing. Oh, maybe she's talking to somebody else. No, 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 see the free agent. No, what, the two, yeah. like the one above it. Oh, look at this. Okay, Monica, go. So what did they do? <laughs> Let's do this. We got this. Um, and then they start building a community where <laughs> they get to take care of the aliens that have rescued them. Absolutely. Yes. I don't know which aliens it were. It was, it was us. <laughs> we were the aliens who rescued them. So, so we, and so we got to so live the aliens as, and the humans now? <laughs> as king, as, as king and queen of the humans because we rescued them. That's yeah. how it went. Okay. It's amazing. It's a great story, isn't it? Um, okay. Let's see. I want to read through. There's lots of comments that have been coming through. Oh, so I like this because Jaybird started talking about um, the different things that, you know, the reasons or what's, what's happening to her when she goes into this trance and she's able to receive this information. Um, in other is being in a state of pure love and bliss and those I don't control and tend to be extremely vivid. Right. So yeah, offer more information and clear pathways. So, so the, so that's wonderful. And I, that's what I was kind of hoping that she was going to say actually, because, if if it's to be in that perfect state of unconditional love and bliss, then that encourages us, encourages us, us, us even more to go into that state or to, mm-hmm. to get to that state. And you know what? That state is available to us at all times. We don't have to pursue it. We don't have to get to it. We just get to turn it on and we get to turn it on because we know that we are one, the oneness and everything that we've created here is us and everything that is us is what we've created. So this is our love creation already. So if we can recognize that, feel it just a little bit, then here we are in in an unconditional love state. And then that information is going to just come flowing through. Mm -hmm. Well, I like starlight of the divine said that she had a channeling where she simply kept asking anything else. And that's usually what I do when I do Reiki on people. I'll, I'll like go through one part and then I'll like get through the messages and I'll keep asking, is there anything else? And then I'll actually go deeper and deeper and deeper. So it's pretty, that's a good technique. Oh, anything else. Yeah, I really like that. And that's that's my friend, uh, Sean, actually. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, that's awesome. I, I love that. You know, it, it was similar to one the one where you were like, hey, all my guides, who's here and wants to talk, right? Mm-hmm. Because that is, that is really opening yourself up to whoever is available. And, and then the most enthusiastic, excited one is going to be like, me, me, me. And then, and then that information is going to come through very clearly i think when we sit there and go please help me i need help they're like you know we i don't think you're competent enough i don't think you're ready for our help but if you say hey who's here and who wants to do this Mm -hmm. then that's a that's a very high vibrational um expression or or request and i think you're it's going to get answered easier so i love both of those because if you keep kind of saying the what else you got what else you got i'm not done are you uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's similar. There's also, um, or oh, I lost my train of thought, but I feel like, no, I definitely lost my train of thought. There was something that you said that sparked something. Um, hmm. 
uh, was it about what I was saying about um, the oneness for for Jaybird? No, no, it was just like just now. Okay, it's okay. It'll come back. Okay, so we have another question. Let's see. Caitlin asks a question for all of you. Do you ever question if if it's your busy nonsense brain that is talking to you during the channeling, or do you operate on faith? It's a great question, and I don't usually mm-hmm. um, uh, question that. Like. I don't know. I, I, I guess I can always kind of feel when it's, when it's real and when it's not. And when it's not there, you know, okay. So here's a really weird thing that I've noticed. If I try to get a sentence or a word, sometimes I'll do this. I'll be like, okay, let's see. Is there a word or a, or a sentence that would help the person that I'm working with right now? And I mm-hmm. try to use the random brain let's make a word, you know? Um, and, and so for example, one time I just said termite and I, and I went, I don't know why I just said termite. Does it mean anything to you? And they're like, Nope, doesn't mean anything to me. Okay. never mind. Moving on a day later, the next day she, she wrote to me and she said, you're never going to believe this, but my son discovered a whole colony of termites, like about, you know, 10 feet from the house that they were going to be, you know, if when we were able to get rid of them before they came into the house. So, you know, it's just like, it doesn't yeah. necessarily make any sense. Why would I say termite to somebody that I was working with? But, yeah. but when you have faith and trust in it and you go ahead and say it anyway, it, it just might turn out to be something that's, that's actually helpful. But most of the time it's information, it's concepts that you maybe have never had before, mm-hmm. or they're such an, in such a high vibe, uh, quality that you go, okay, well, this, this doesn't sound like my adult 3d brain. That's just trying to make enough money to do blah, blah, blah. This is, you know, some profound stuff. For me, it's a tone of voice where I can just easily recognize which one is more of like a channeling voice versus which one is my thoughts. Usually like, if it's something like, I mean, it's essentially knowing your ego voice versus your spirit voice. And it's really easy to go down into like that tunnel of greed of like, oh, I can do this and then I can do that and then I can do this. And then then I'll actually just stop myself because I can actually feel that this is not this is not right or this is not like this isn't coming from me. It's coming from my ego. And then I'll take a breath or I'll like try to regroup and then I'll actually go back and ask my intuition like hey what's the proper way of doing it or like how last night I just like sat down laid down I was you know raising my vibration in my heart and then I just started like working on myself doing Reiki on myself trying to like let let go of certain energies and then Mm -hmm. I asked like what is the teach me I actually said like hey guy teach me how to shift my business or teach me what's my next step in my highest good and then that's when it started to flow. And then I could actually feel that it was definitely different because it was things that I haven't even thought about in a long time. But I'm going to try it. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Like, at least yeah. I tried it and experienced it. But maybe from trying this, it'll actually spark a different idea or it'll spark a different direction that I need to go. But first, I need to try this or dabble into it because it's probably just going to raise my self-awareness and, you know, just keep going with the life. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay. There's something I want to, to to talk about that definitely has raised my self-awareness. And that is, I am now the owner and CEO of Cosmic TV. So, Uh-oh. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So, I'm very excited about that and all that it, the possibilities that it brings. And, um, and so, we're going to be kind of refactoring some things and setting up programming and things like that. And, you know, seeing uh, Mr. Starlight of the Divine, Sean, my friend who's in the audience right now, uh, definitely mm-hmm. want to reach out to you because he has lots of wonderful contacts in this world. So really anybody um, who is interested in creating programming for Cosmic TV or anybody who knows someone who would love to create programming for Cosmic TV, I would love to know more about it. So it's it's going to be a little bit of a process. We're not necessarily ready to have people subscribe to it. We've got some content up there. And if you want to subscribe and help out, wow, we would appreciate that. 
Um, but it isn't there yet. And so if you want to check it out, you can go to cosmictelevision.com and kind of see what's there. But ultimately, uh, we, our first step, our first priority is to, is to get some incredible content and then start to drive, um, traffic and subscribers. And really, you know, people would might ask, well, what is this? What, what, what makes it special? And, and I'm saying it's very similar to Gaia, except only high vibe. So there's no, there's no disclosure stuff. There's no alien fears. There's no, there's no, um, uh, conspiracy stuff. It is truly, purely high vibe entertainment. So both from an entertainment standpoint, like fiction, um, like uh, spoof shows and things like that, but mm-hmm. also um, uh, very helpful healing, guiding types of programming. And it's already on Roku. It's already on Amazon Fire. It's already on the app stores. So you can watch what we've got oh. up there already on your smart TV, which is pretty darn cool. So I just had to throw that announcement before we ran out of time. Oh, of course. Um, Caitlin said that she channels through writing, and I, I did that too. Actually, last night I was actually going to write back in my book, but then I never did. So, But instead I like sat down and just channeled like through through a clearing. So there's definitely different ways of channeling. I mean, I do it through painting. I'm sure, Zane, you've got your own technique of doing it too. Yeah. Um, but I think channeling is more of like you're solely in the present moment and you're just surrendering to it and you're surrendering to to your guys and to your higher self and just allowing that energy to come through it's very similar to when you do psychedelics like you got to surrender to in order for it to start working and i actually just like chant like i'm ready to surrender i am surrendering i'm surrendering and then that's helps that whole like process of the information to come through yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and usually it comes through in, in an emotional way. Like I, I will every once in a while medium for people. So, so mm-hmm. maybe I'll tell you, know, they're, they're talking about their grandma and then all of a sudden I'm just like, here's your grandma, blah, you know, and I, and I feel like the grandma wanting to say something yeah. and I'll, I'll start crying or I'll just have this. I mean, it's only mm-hmm. happened to me a couple of times, but but there is this emotional thing that kind of, kind of comes over you, at least for me. Uh, maybe it's a vibrational thing of chills through up and down my body. There's something like that that, that kind of helps signal it. And I love this question from RC Failures. Um, I actually did have an experience like that where, well, I've had a couple. I've had two. So um, when Robin Williams committed suicide, it was shortly after that that I received a little quick visitation from him. And he essentially said that he was so much happier now. It was so much better now because he was really suffering. And, mm-hmm. and in that information came this feeling of like, it's okay to die, right? Like death is, is a part of this experience and it's not that bad. It's pretty, it's pretty great once you get to the other side again. So that was something really beautiful. And then I had, when Mary Tyler Moore died the next night, and I didn't even know she had passed, but she came to me in a dream, like the night after or the, the second night after she had passed. And she sent me a message to give to my mom because my mom was a big fan of Mary Tyler Moore. And she wanted me to, to tell her that she appreciated my mom's love for her. And Aww. so, you know, so it was really cool. I've, and so I've had two of those sorts of situations. Yeah, mediumship is definitely hard and emotional. It's definitely come through when I've done Reiki on a few people and I'm just like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> am I really about to go this route? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's definitely healing for, for both parties or for both people. I mean, even just that, just the sensational part of being able to tap into, tap into that. And, you know, that person chose you in order for that person to receive that message. I think it's really remarkable and beautiful. Yeah. Okay. I'm reading some of the comments here. Oh, I see. So for, for, for Sean, he experiences it during meditation or if he wakes up weird hours in the morning, he's still kind of in a trance state and that makes total sense. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Sometimes I feel like I channel in my dreams or I just get like really profound messages. There you go. You so, and you and one lover in the oh, same situation, right? Like I didn't that's... even read that. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Awesome. Wow. There we go. First one back after a couple of weeks and uh, we just zipped through that hour. So, you know, I really want to, yeah, I really want to thank everybody for for watching and really participating. As I always say, I love the participation that really adds a lot to the show. So um, it's awesome. <laughs> yes. she. So Gandhi's favorite color is orange. So now we all know that. Thank you so much, Caitlin. That That's really an important aspect of our, our memories of the I love how you say something like seriously nice and then like you just start laughing in the middle of it. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yep. Oh man. I'm such a, I'm such a jerk actually. Oh, this is terrible. What we've revealed, what we learn. Nice. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Sean. Okay, everybody. Thank you so much. Like I said, I love you all unconditionally and I look forward to, to, Oh, are we, are we on for next week? Okay, yeah, I, great. I mean, I'm I'm good. Are you good? Okay, great. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> we'll find out, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. Oop. Thank you, Thanks. everybody. Have Thanks, a Caitlin. Weekend. We did need to know. Okay. Bye, everybody. Aloha.